Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Sunday at Bethlehem, a podcast created to go beyond the Sunday service experience at Bethlehem Church, exploring some of the deeper questions of our faith, offering additional content from behind the scenes from the cutting room floor. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Angela Buckland, and as always, I am beyond excited to host today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome to Beyond Sunday. Today, we are super excited to have a very, very special episode of Beyond Sunday. We are joined by three friends, three lead pastors of three different local churches, and they are talking about a brand new community initiative. Well, it's brand new for our church and a partnership that we have recently begun with Watkinsville First Baptist called Lunch with a Leader. Super excited about this initiative brought together by our community team to incorporate leaders in our community, to bring them together, connect them from all walks of life, all different spheres of leadership, and just encourage them to be all that God created them to be. Today today we have Pastor Jason, Pastor Mike Lynch, and Pastor Carlos Sibley from Watkinsville First Baptist, and we are super excited to have them on the podcast. We hope you enjoy this very special episode. Can't wait for you to listen. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Sunday at Bethlehem. Today, we are joined by three lead pastors from three different local churches to discuss a new community initiative at Bethlehem and a partnership. Uh, It's called Lunch with a Leader, and today we are joined by our lead pastor, Jason Britt. Uh, Mike Lynch, who is the lead pastor of North Star in Kennesaw, and Carlos Sibley, lead pastor of Watkinsville First Baptist. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Thanks, Angela, Thank for Thanks so much. Yeah. yeah, this is awesome. So you guys jump in. Uh, what is Lunch with a Leader? Feel I'm going to let Mike take that. Okay. Because I really bummed the idea off Mike years ago. <laughs> There's a lot of ideas I've borrowed from him. And so, Mike, I'll let you take that, man. Absolutely. Uh, So Lunch with the Leaders started for us back in 2018, and we had a passion to find leaders in our community and pour gas on the fire, Mm. right? You have people that have natural leadership abilities, and they work in their spaces and places, and I don't think a lot of them know that they can take their faith and lead with their faith there. And so we began it with the passion to raise the spiritual temperature of our community, and the greatest way to do that is for leaders. Yeah. And so to pour gas on those leaders. And so that is why Lunch with a Leader even even got started where we are. Mm-hmm. How long ago was that? It was 20, January of 2018. Wow. That's awesome. So talk about, so that's a little bit of the purpose. Um, how often do you guys meet? Is it, and who is it for? And what is, what is it not? Absolutely. So we meet once a month. Mm-hmm. So we meet one, one day, we take off June and July but it is for anybody in leadership. We have school principals, mayors, police chiefs, small business owners, large corporations, large universities, anybody who is a faith leader who says, I want, I want to take my faith and make a difference Monday to Saturday. Mm. And so that is who it's for. And so that's a lot of people and they use it as a time to come and And you look around the room and you're like, I'm not alone. Sure. Yeah. There's other people like me out there trying sure. to do this. And I think it's an encourage and it really is a it is a modern day iron sharpening iron. That's great. That's I love that. So a, a lot of leadership content. Uh we had Clay Scroggins on the on the podcast recently and we love his content because he's he's kind of the he says it's a leadership content for truckers. 
So, <laughs> and we love that. It's just such a great, like it's, it's leadership for the regular people right. when a lot of leadership content is kind of written for CEOs. Right. So talk about how Lunch with a Leader might be a little different than, than some of the other leadership content that's out there. Yeah. I mean, you know, from what I've learned, uh, what I've learned through the years, again, watching Mike, but then even the old, I think it, it's like tools and principles that uh, apply across. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what there. Yeah. I mean, if leadership on the bottom line, let's bottom shelf it. I think John Maxwell said that leadership is influence. Yep. Uh, well then, then the reality is, um, there's a lot of different contexts yeah. that we all do leadership, but their principles are the same. Yes. You know, uh, the, the principles, characteristics, and, and really lunch with a leader or any type of leadership development from the church's standpoint is really discipleship, mm. helping people walk with Jesus in their local context. And the power, what Mike said is again, you're not doing it alone, right? You're not doing it alone. I think sometimes those of us in the church and by that, I mean me, you know, vocational ministry. Sure underestimate how daunting it is in a broken world mm -hmm. to live out your faith. Yeah. You know, I think there, there's just like this sense of, I want to do this. I want to make a difference, but nobody around me values or thinks what's practical, simple ways yeah. from how you communicate to character-based stuff, to integrity, to, uh, you know, witness, you know, all type of stuff. The idea is to make it very tangible for every man, every woman, I love no matter it. what, what, what there is. Correct, Mike? That's exactly right. And I think we all preach it every weekend and you look at these great characters in scripture and they're full of leadership principles. That's sure. where God left them there. Yeah, he yeah. left them there to give us hope that we can do it. And so I believe the greatest spiritual manual, uh, on leadership is the Bible. Yeah. And it's just, and you really can't go there on Sundays because you got to apply it a whole different way, but yet being able to take those same principles from a Nehemiah or a David or a Joshua and go, look at what they did. This is how it works mm. for you on Monday. Yeah. It makes yeah. a huge difference. Good. I love that too, that it is, it is really leadership as an identity. Mm. And a lot of the leaders that you mentioned didn't see themselves as leaders. That's right. And so, but God designed us that way. And so it's really, I love that this is calling out the leadership abilities in people that may not see themselves as leaders. So it's interesting that you, you say that very statement, because I think a lot of times personally for me, I would describe myself as a reluctant leader Yes, and, and just find myself in positions sometimes where I think, um, I've got to lead here. Mm -hmm. I need to lead here because God has said you're going to lead here. Yeah. And when you take uh, biblical principles of leadership, a lot of times you see a different kind of vocabulary than what uh, maybe the world would define as leadership. Yeah. And you mm -hmm. start using the word servant or yep. serving mm -hmm. uh, more often than you use the word leadership. Yeah. And uh, so I think, uh, lunch with a leader gives us a chance to open up the door for people to see maybe there's different ways of even seeing leadership than you might be hearing every day. That's right. That's and just to kind of I, this is in my notes and uh, Carlos just to kind of brag on you for just a minute the impact that you've had on the pastors a lot of the pastors here on staff. Um, so just to show that your impact. Uh, is greater than than maybe you even realize. But uh, I know Joel and Stacy said that uh, Pastor Joel, our worship leader, yeah. you married them. Yeah. Um. So and then pa uh, uh, Joel said Carlos is one of the most humble men that I've ever met. 
Um, and, and Jason said that your integrity as a leader uh, has had an impact on him, the way that you've led your family, as well as leading at, at the same time, leading a church. So talk a little bit about that. Talk about how, uh, how you can lead your family with integrity at the same time leading in another sphere. Because I think a lot of times people think, oh, I've got too much. I'm, I'm doing this right here. I can't lead in other capacities. Yeah. I think the, somewhere along the way, it just became for me that um, there, was, there weren't different different environments for me to mm -hmm. be something. Mm -hmm. It was just be something like, like um, just lead with your life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and yeah. so, and so whether I'm ordering at a restaurant or I'm speaking in front of a group of people on Sunday or speaking to somebody in the parking lot or talking to a person in a gas station, it's all the same thing. That's, and so, yeah. Uh, just lead uh, in every, or just be who you are in every environment. That's right. You know, instead of changing to, okay, I'm going to be this and this. I'm going to yeah. be this and this. And I personally don't like surprises. And so <laughs> Me neither. I, I think just even in my everyday living, I don't want to be in a situation where I'm surprising people right? Uh, where they would say, oh, I, that's not what I thought he was yeah, or that's yeah. not the way I thought he is and so um if any influence has happened it my hope would be is that it's just consistency Consistent. yeah and uh, no surprises and uh that's just kind of the it's easier to right. me right <laughs> sure how to, Sim you know, yeah make it makes decisions. it simple okay, right now I gotta be this so <laughs> this is gonna be who I am I mm. maybe the most um, encouraging um, statement I've heard in my maybe in my life was just a few weeks ago. Uh, someone who spent six months at our church yeah. uh, shared some notes about their experience with our church, and they said, "What I have discovered here is that there is no behind the curtain." Mm. That's good. And and for me to hear that after just years of just living, for somebody to come in and say what I see behind the curtain and in front of the curtain is all the same. Yeah. And that's just the way I want to live and lead. And Yeah. Well, and that's, I, I love that. That's really well said. And that's how, I mean, that's how you guys all lead. And, and Mike, your daughter, Mary Michael is one of my really good friends and on staff here at Bethlehem. And uh, so we know you guys personally. And so that, that, that reflects in, in leadership that you guys have out in the community as well. So talk about that. Talk about how, this idea came from North Star, um, and then Jason, how we kind of adopted that and, and are now using that. Talk about how it started before COVID. Yeah, so I mean, the same thing. Uh, there's a lot. Joel, Carlos did Joel and Stacy's wedding, but yes. Mike did Nan and I's. Ah. So Mike and I have a long history. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mike, Nan, my wife grew up in Mike's youth group. My in-laws, Eddie and Ludell. Ludell still yeah. works with Mike through the years. Mary Michael's an adopted daughter. Yeah, my she's your flower like, girl. Yeah, man, she gets more <laughs> Christmas presents than I do. So, I mean, it's like when you, yeah. you know. Uh, but I say all that to go. So obviously, we've kept up through the years. Yes. And I knew what they were doing, mm -hmm. and I wanted to kind of have a different. So we really 
geared it early on. We hosted one or two things here before COVID. I think Mike came over and did the first one and it was educational leaders, you know, and you know, it it was really just like, let's put our, exactly what Mike said. Let's just try to develop. And and really for us, it was more of a, uh, how would you say, catch y'all a net outside of the community, kind of outside of the community of Bethlehem church, right? you know, and then COVID happened. And then we, obviously everything just like, we're, you know, and really the community team was like, let's do this, but let's do it off campus. And we have a multiple relationships in other churches. Let's get some other churches. And so obviously mm-hmm. our relationship with Carlos and, and Lawton, who, who's on his staff, they just, they came to me and said, Here, here's what we're doing. So I yeah. give a lot of credit to staff yeah. on this one. I didn't know we picked it back up. Mary Michael, Joseph, yes. some of our community team, they're like, Hey, we're going to do this. Watkinsville's doing it with us. I'm like, Cool. Carlos and I had no conversation on any of this. Uh, no, no. no. Awesome. I mean, Carlos and I were texting last night on something completely different. It has nothing to do with this. And that's then, uh, when, that's yeah. when you know you've led a good team. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff they, is they happening that you don't even know about. And, and so the idea is yeah. just simply, we see it. We, you know, I think one of the things that's funny in church is like even Carlos and I are in close proximity as far as churches. Like there might have been a day back in then. I think, Mike, y'all can speak to this, where there was a competitiveness against churches. Yeah. And, and and we just don't, none of us live that out. Yeah. There's a broken, dark world. Mm. And boy, there's way more lost people than there are saved people. Yeah. That's right. And so there <laughs> might have been a generation before that says, this is my kingdom, that kingdom. But there's a good community of guys in our area mm-hmm. that are pulling for each other. Yeah. You yes. know, and That's it's just like, awesome. hey, man, you know, Carlos and Watkinsville and Prince are planning a church in Athens. I think it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. We're looking at something with Josh and Carlos and something down the road, maybe, that we're all working on together. So it's a broken world. It's a dark world. And the idea, I think, for Carlos and I, Mm -hmm. hopefully we've modeled to our staff is, Let's all do this together. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's the old Larry Osborne. Starbucks doesn't argue when you go to a barista down the street, you know, the Starbucks. Like, no, they're just glad you're going to Starbucks. Yeah. Right. yeah. Churches, you know, it's like, well, they go there. Hey, man, we're all for the kingdom. Right. We're preaching Jesus. Jesus and, and, and we need <laughs> all of us working together That's on this right. deal. Because no matter how many services we do. And how there's still a lost, broken world. And and that's what we're after, you know? So I think that's the heart. And I love this because it's such an encouragement to to your people Mm -hmm. to go, okay, they're really, because they all work together. They're out serving the community together to go, okay, so this really does matter for a bigger purpose than where I go on Sunday. And I think Lunch with the Leader is a great way to combine those efforts in a context that they all get because they have to live in it and go, we see you, we, we see what you do yeah. Monday, Saturday, and we care and we want to pour gas on your fire of your faith mm. so you can live it out. And it's, a, I'm telling you, you'll be shocked what, what is happening in the workplace. I heard Tim Keller say this on a guy named Jordan Rayner is a phenomenal, um, he's a, he's a tech entrepreneur made a lot of money, sold a lot of companies, Yeah, <clears throat> but he's got a passion for Christians in the marketplace. Keller told him in an interview before he passed, he said, I believe the next great awakening will happen Monday to Friday, mm. not on Sundays. Yes. Awesome. And he said, there was a time in our country, 80% of salvations took place outside of a Sunday morning. Right. And then we moved it into Sunday mornings. He said, it was really interesting. He said, I believe, Jordan, it's going to happen again in the workplace. Mm. And I think 
what yes. you guys are doing, what I love that you're doing, you didn't know you were doing, but I, what I love you're doing <laughs> is you're getting in on that. Mm. And man, I, I, I think it's going to grow like wildfire. Yeah. I mean, you're here. talking about revival oh my in gosh. the community outside of the four walls of the church. That's right. So, and I think that that's so important. I think we've talked about how leadership is changing, how I think younger leaders that are, that are growing up are a little more reluctant to see leaders or to be uh, trusting. Mm. of the leadership and there's a lot of skepticism oh, yeah. can i trust the leaders and so that revival is kind of a grassroots movement coming up you know through through the community uh so i think that that's really cool that they're going to see integrity and leadership in the community and the spheres that they're a part of that's right so that's that's really cool good so i love that uh you know we're talking about we have three senior pastors three different locations uh, decided to partner together and how this fits with Jesus's vision for the Big C Church. Right. So Jason and Carlos, talk a little bit about how you guys decided to partner together in this initiative. Well, I would, again, I would give a lot of credit to our staff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But Carlos and I for got sure. in on this on the backside, okay. which yeah. is okay. we're doing this. Yeah. But again, hopefully we model, Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully we model, I think, that that again, we're all for this. Yeah. Uh, and what I mean by this is the gospel moving forward, impacting the community. Mm. Doesn't matter, church. Like uh, there's a Hope One Thirty Nine, Russ. Yeah. So he's out mm. of Carlos's church. Great okay. family. They're doing. We we and we just jumped on board with them because we awesome. believe in what they're doing. Yeah. You know. Doesn't yeah. you know? And so that would be an example of uh, a ton of right. uh, another, like a community impact, what they're doing for unwed mothers. Am I right? Right. Mm. Yeah. And so I think y'all all, I think we hosted and Carlos, we all helped out at a banquet they did back in. So I think it's that heart, that desire, yeah. uh, just to go, there's a lot of find the good that's happening, bring a gospel presence to the good. That's mm. not a church thing. That's a Jesus thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Correct. Carlos. It is. And we, I, I think one of the reasons it wasn't like we sat down and said to each other, what's something that our yeah, church could yeah. do together. Right. Right. And, but in our hearts, it was just thinking about community and, and praying. I, uh, you mentioned Lawton earlier. Lawton's kind of guy I go to uh, just bounce ideas off of. And, mm -hmm. uh, how could, how could we do this? What would it look like? Would you help? Well, he starts, thinking about it, talking about it. He comes back to me in just a matter of, seemed like 24 hours, and he's like, hey, Bethlehem's kind of thinking similar things. What mm -hmm. do you think about? And you're staring at each other, realizing wow. we could do this together. Yeah. It's yes. a community thing. Yeah. It's really, really weird to, you know, if you're in the days of advertising on in paper or if you're scrolling and you had, two churches right beside each other, average advertising the same leader with a lunch yeah. at the same yeah. time. <laughs> you know, just, um, but so God just, I think just raising some things up like mm -hmm. this, this saying to the church, this same team, yeah. missions, kingdom, yeah. and we can do a lot together. Yeah. And, yep. um, so, that's awesome. I think when it's a part of the DNA of your church too, that it's gonna it's it's gonna bubble up. It's gonna come out no matter what. And and Mike, I would say that uh, Bethlehem has learned a lot from North Star yeah. um, when it comes to loving and serving the community that God has placed us in, serving with no strings attached. So talk about how God birthed that in your heart for North Star, for your church, for your community. Where did you learn that? Where did you see that modeled? 
it's so funny when we were starting uh i i was a two to my pastor growing up ike mm. and when we when we started i remember ike sitting down and saying he had met with a pastor up in cincinnati and he said uh the guy said man i think i've got a word from the lord for you which scares Baptist, but yeah. but, he, but we took it because we, we were hoping he'd bring money, but he didn't bring any money. He just brought a word. But but the word was, don't go plant a church, go reach a community. Mm -hmm. And we just made the decision. We wanted to be the first call for help. And so we, in the DNA of the church, mm -hmm. we started with somebody doing community right away. Love and it. we just understood that wasn't being done. You know, Seth Godin, the great business leader, yeah. says, if you're not remarkable, you're invisible. Mm. And for us, it's mm. what separated us from a lot of the other churches. But in the same regard, it got us out into the mission field. It got mm. us 24-7. We knew our building had people in it, and we were out with people. And we got a passion for it. And so it's just, and, and so I give credit to Ike because Ike drove it mm. when we didn't have the money to do it. Mm. We're giving away money we don't have. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, Ike and, was and, really good at at times. And so <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ike, we got the money for that. He's like, it'll come, man, it'll, it'll come. come. And so Mike's influence in my life through yeah. the years. So when I come to Bethlehem, which was not a plant, which was a hundred year old Baptist right. church. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're trying to change the trajectory. And the quickest thing I did, my, my whole spill that I still come back to y'all hear that I'll still, I did last night, uh, in the interview or a mm -hmm. little podcast thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. said our community model is simply this. We're going to love, you may not agree with what we teach and what we believe mm -hmm. in, mm -hmm. but we're going to make it hard for you to argue this community is not yeah. better because the people of God are here. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And so that, that's kind of yeah. what I just say over and over and over that in a post-Christian post-truth world, which is even here in the Bible belt buckle where the buckle's falling off because it's not the Bible belt <laughs> 20 right. years ago. That's right. So even that's in good. this, the bridge for the gospel is generosity. Yeah. And that is serving with no strings attached. And so for us, mm. early on, if you remember the language of walk through Bethlehem and, and really taking a Christmas, the idea in a Baptist church, everybody come here and we're going to do a cantata. We're going to do, no, 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 no. Let's take that Let's and put out. it back out to our community. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a lot of it modeled from what I'd seen and learned from North Star and Mike. And yeah. to this day, when people go to explain the, take off or the launch of Bethlehem church through the years, I go back to, there's two things. That's one of them. Mm. Uh, that's one of the two things where it's just like, we got really good at, and, and now we have three full-time staff yeah. that all they yeah. do is community partnerships and they got more going mm -hmm. and Mike's daughter, go figure how God works <laughs> is one of those Love three. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like having a, yeah. Chip off the old block. That's cool. You know, Mike can talk to a tree. Mary Michael can talk to a tree and a bush. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, she can talk, yep. man. And yep. Mike, she's got, she is her yep. father's daughter. No doubt about it. Yes, for sure. So, okay. So talk about, uh, you guys have talked about some of the leaders that have inspired you. Um, Carlos, who would you say has been an inspiration for you in this uh, serving with no strings attached Jesus, we know Jesus for sure, but but other than uh, like, who are some some people in your life that have inspired you to serve that way? Well, it's Mike and I have just gotten to know each other in you know, more personally in the last couple of years, mm -hmm. and just the stories that I've heard them talk about uh, have been a big influence on me, and I think the the 
rural church that I grew up in, mm. um, the the church and the local school mm. was that those were that was the hub of this little community. Yeah, we had one. Uh, we didn't we didn't have a red light. We had a caution light. Yeah, and it didn't work. And and, <laughs> and it was just small community, but the church was there, and so anything happened in the community the the church was the place where people met for the meeting mm. the church was the people who responded to trees down hmm. uh, when a storm came through it it was it was in the fabric and network of the community and yeah. so i think that background of even just a little small sleepy town in north alabama gave me this foundation of hey my my predecessors in church life saw the church as being something that was for the community. Mm -hmm. And more than a name, it was seeing it modeled mm -hmm. early in my life as a Good. kid. I love that. Yeah. That's really cool. So, and, and to give you guys, you know, credit for leading well, we also have to give credit to the people that you are leading. I mean, the, you always say, Jason, that, that, you know, the people of Bethlehem are the the best people on the planet. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so that's, uh, talk to leaders in their church right now that maybe feel that call to lead or are feeling that, that call from the Holy Spirit to go out and lead, but feeling a little fearful. How do I get my people on board in this? Like, just, just maybe talk to that pastor, talk to that leader. Yeah. I mean, in in I would say it's a there's a contagiousness to mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. uh, and by contagiousness, there's just this. Uh, it's so practical, it's so simple, uh, and it's not big and lofty. It's more simple everyday things yeah. uh, that I think there's a contagiousness to it. And I think stories come up from mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. I think when you start telling stories, it's like okay, there is an impact. It's not just you know, good deed for good deed's sake. Right. It is in the name of Jesus, loving for love's sake and the opportunities that it opens up. Mm. I mean, probably real quick, two minute story. Yeah. Um, that I haven't told in years. Uh, but we early on, no money. Mike, you said North Star early on here, zero money. Yeah. Uh, we were, we were putting more money in the community than we, than we had coming in. And we just, it was, it, I look back and go, what was I doing? You know what I mean? It was like, you know, <laughs> We're going to hold off paying this bill to give to this thing. You sure. know, it was awful. So don't tell anybody. <laughs> years ago, things worked out. It's on the podcast but, now. <laughs> yeah. I remember we're at the end of 2012 mm -hmm. or 2013, second year here. And we had an excess, you know, like we had a good budget year. By excess, I mean, you know, yeah. I don't know, a couple thousand dollars, whatever. Not a ton. <laughs> but I'm like, we got to give this away. We can't sit on this. That's mm -hmm. what you got to do. You yeah. you gotta you gotta keep on doing it. So I looked at our student pastor at the time and said, "Go to the schools, Appalachia Winder Barrow, hmm. and tell them, man, how can we any way we can serve you?" I was thinking, Mike, they're gonna say, "Would you do a Chick Fil A biscuit breakfast for our teachers?" Well, I didn't ask that. What well, Appalachia <laughs> comes back and goes, "Honestly, we don't have a defibrillator." Like every school wow. has to have defibrillators. Mm. Uh, they didn't have per code defibrillator. They had three. Appalachia didn't have this. Mm. Now, defibrillators, a couple thousand dollars. Like mm. the defibrillators thing that shocks your heart. Right, you know, if right. you have a whatever. Yeah. The, by code, they didn't have the money to have one. They were one down from what they had. Okay. Student pastor comes back and tells me, I'm like, a defibrillator? <laughs> I was going to do jerseys for the basketball team. You know what I mean? I was going to do T-shirts that says Appalachia's awesome. I don't know. Uh, but I'm like, we said we give our word. 
God is my witness. We bought that thing in December for the place. Do you, I don't know if any of y'all remember this. I don't know if you were here looking around at some of the staff in the room. Hmm. January 2013, the band director drops and hmm. has a heart attack in the band room. Oh, my goodness. Hmm. Guess who's defibrillator <laughs> sitting in the band room? <laughs> that. Home church. Yeah. And, and ABC, CBS, NBC, all the local news is out here. And they're all talking about the angel that was sitting on the shoulder of mm. this defibrillator that was bought. Now, you can't make that stuff up. Wow. Right? And so wow. I think when you start telling stories, that's a big example. Yeah. yeah. But you just don't ever know is what I mean. Right. How right. God's going to use it, how God's going to do something, what's he going to do. And yeah. we could tell story for story like that. Band mm -hmm. director, was, it was great. You know, he, he, he did, he made it. Defibrillator works. It's all great now. <laughs> but I'm just saying that is just crazy stuff you can't. Yeah. But I think you don't know. You're yeah. being, what That's is right. it? The door of life swings on a little tiny hinges called obedience. That's right. Yeah. You know, that's good. Uh, that line that the, your door of opportunity swings your obedience. Yeah. So that's the heart of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Looking for those opportunities where God is moving and just being obedient and, re and responding yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, you guys, so this is going to be Lunch with a Leader is going to be monthly um, here in the community. Are you guys going to kind of meet in different places? Talk a little bit about that. Talk about how Lunch with a Leader is going to operate. That's probably a that's question a community, for staff. That's a community <laughs> team. Again. Uh, monthly. Yeah. I, that's first I've heard monthly. Okay. So this okay. is all awesome. Mary Michael's over here laughing. They got it planned out. Okay. Uh, right. you know, they're all have... on it. And you'll, me and Carlos will be there. Okay. But well, we hope you enjoyed that conversation from Jason, Mike, and Carlos, three great leaders, three great pastors, three great men leading their communities and their churches to follow Jesus and lead in their communities right where they are. We had our first lunch with a leader in August, and it was awesome. We had over 100 leaders in our community there uh, just being encouraged and sharing together, connecting with one another. And our next one will be in September. On September 19th, we'll have the information for you to sign up for that in the show notes. We just want to come together and give leaders permission to lead right where they are, no matter where they are, so that uh, they can make a difference in our communities. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you have any questions, want to reach out to us, uh, any questions or concerns, email us at beyondsundayatbethlehemchurch.us. We are here for you. We love you. Thank you, as always, for listening. We will see you next time.